And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Pastor Pinda is a pastor of a Loyalty House International Middleburg, which is a part of the United Denomination, originating from Lighthouse Group of Churches. His mission is to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead throughout the world. Pastor Pinda has a passion for soul winning and church planting. Be ready for a supernatural encounter as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Uh, it's shocking to think that a person can go to church maybe for 30 years and not know why they are in church. Someone goes to church because when they came into this world, there was something called church. You know, I was thinking about a particular family this morning, that when we were growing up, they never went to church. And I was thinking that those guys, now they've grown up, they are parents. They still don't go to church. And I was thinking that maybe we are also going to church because when we came into this world, there was church. You know, when you do not know why you are in Oh, you are part of something. You do not have the ability to reap the full benefits of that thing. But now, I want to take my time. So I'm preaching from a book called Key Facts. I'm preaching from the last chapter, chapter but I'm expanding it. So if you want to know where, what am I talking about, it's, it's part of the that the last chapter on key facts last week we spoke about Ephesians chapter 4 just to recap I spoke in Ephesians chapter 4 about the body of Christ maybe let me just recap because this is a continuation so if you are not here last week then again it will be a problem Last week I taught you that you see God has given us gifts. And those gifts are found in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 12. And these gifts are apostles, teachers, prophets, and I said to you, the people themselves, they are a gift to us. Because of the role that they are going to play in our lives. Now after that, I went on to tell you the, the, the purpose of these gifts. That these people, the, the, the purpose of these people in the body of Christ. That was found in verse 12. That these people have come to perfect the saints. To perfect the saints. And I said, a saint, this verse tells us that a saint is not someone who is perfect. 
a saint is not someone who is perfect. Because otherwise, why would you need to perfect someone who is already 100% perfect? And I said, for you to become a saint, you must become born again. But after you become born again, you must be perfected. And I went on to explain how you become perfected. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says that you first present your body to God. Because when you become born again, it means you have presented your spirit. And you become a saint. After that, you present your body. You start assigning your body to the glory of God. You start separating your body for the things of God. You see, there are many things that we can use our body for. And which we use our body for. But once you become a Christian, this body of yours must be used to the glory of God. Now, I went on to explain that that does not only mean preaching. It also means the way you live out your life. The, how you, the example you set in society. Then I said that you are also perfected by your mind. Your thinking patterns being changed. If you come to church and your thinking pattern doesn't change, you are not in church. Because church should challenge your, the status quo. The way we are set up, we are, we are not kingdom minded. Like our minds are all over the place and it's part of the curse that is in the world. I gave an example last week. I'm doing recap because I'm going to just continue. I said, for example, you know, when you come to the kingdom of God, you are told that if you give something, you'll have more of it. If you give something, you'll have more of it. Then you ask, you know, if you have done meds, whether it's calculus, meds three, meds one, meds one and a half, whichever meds, whether you, you only did meds literacy or standard grade. Under any meds, you will say to yourself, how will I have more if I'm giving away? You know, I have a phone and I give someone my phone. How will I have phone phone phones Because I've just lost a phone. Is it not simple math? Two phones minus one is equal to one. It's not equal to more phones. But you see, the way the kingdom of God is set up is that it's two minus one is equal to ten. <laughs> and your mind must be renewed. Because the way you are set up, even me, I think it's an insult for someone to tell me something like this. In my natural mind. That's why the Bible says that the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit. When your mind is natural, 
you can receive them because when you are listening you are like mm, I hear you but I don't hear you it doesn't make sense but faith also doesn't make sense faith doesn't make sense if you tell Abraham to go and crucify his son the one he was waiting for you say go, go and kill him go and kill him when you have told him that he's going to be a father of many nations then the only son that he has you say that ah go and crucify him it doesn't make sense when you come to church your mind must be renewed you must tell yourself that when I leave I must take a decision you should not live with the statement it was powerful powerful it was nice we did not come here to feel nice you have your husband and your children for such things and your money yeah you came to what not for, for niceness when you, you see when, 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 when you leave you must be challenged to say that okay I need to take a decision based on what was said. So you find that and they don't see a change in their life because they never take a decision. They are always saying it's powerful. Hey! I remember one time I went to church when I initially joined this church in Kempa at university. The pastor preached. The decision that I took after the sermon. She was preaching on atmosphere. To say that the music you listen to creates an atmosphere for you. Depending on the type of atmosphere you want around you, you will play a certain type of music. You cannot. If I come to church, let's ask, if I come to church and I play a song, sexual healing, sexual healing hey! and they're introducing let's welcome pastor Pinda Mamba sexual now I'm, I'm, I'm moving and the praise and worship is moving like the this and worship do you understand the atmosphere that this is not the right atmosphere <laughs> so she preached on, on that after preaching I took a decision to go and sell my CDJs I used to party and DJ after that I just took a decision I went to my flat I took all those things I went to my friends who always come and harass me and come and play them in my room and put them there and say whatever money they will give me, give me no more. That was a, you see, that was a decision I took personally. From the conviction of the Holy Spirit of the from the service. There is no verse that says that thou shalt not have CDJs and ten tables. There is no verse like that. <laughs> thou shalt not have. But you see, when you come to church. You need to take decisions. One time the pastor preached. 
And I took a decision. I used to stay with I took a decision not to stay with my friends anymore. We were three in the flat. And we have been friends for a very long time. I went to church, they were not going to church. After the pastor preached, I took the decision that I must move out. Because the sermon was challenging me that if I want to go higher in the things of God, I need to surround myself with godly people. When I came and there are a lot of chicks there, in the there is flesh. no spiritual growth in such an atmosphere. <laughs> you are just walking into temptation on a daily basis. Every day you must pray, Lord, lead me not into temptation. But you are walking into a flat of temptations. Hey! <laughs> so your mind is renewed. So my mind was being renewed. Things I thought were right uh, were okay. Started to look okay to me. And I stopped doing Are you here? That's, that's, that's last week. That's just a recap of last week. And I also spoke about the fact that we come to church because we are different. And God needs different types of people to build his church. You see, you cannot say that because you are loud. When you come to church, you must look very humble and quiet. You see, God made you to be loud for a certain reason. You cannot come here and now change and look very humble. You know, some people think to be humble it means to be quiet like when a person doesn't talk too much like ah no it's very humble it's very humble if you are outspoken, outspoken you are full of pride you know Jesus one day when Jesus was starting do you know what he did the Bible says that he opened the book of Isaiah and he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me and he, he spoke to open blind eyes, to set the captives free. And then at the end, he said that today this verse is being fulfilled. He closed the Bible and went to sit down. There was a humble man who said that. But just imagine I come for the first time I come and, and I say that I am the richest person around. I have this in my bank account. This verse is being fulfilled right now as you are looking at me. And I go, ah! You will say the amount of pride in that person. Then someone will come and say, Ninja, Someone will come and say, How are you? Saints? I don't have anything. I am nothing. I'm trying. By the grace of God. And you will say the humility in the person. Hey! You can hear the humility in her voice. <laughs> You see, things like that, you need to renew your mind. Confidence is not pride. It, it's confidence. A person who has confidence in God also sounds like a person with pride. Because if you have faith in God, you will be sure that this thing will happen. You'll be like, I'm going to be successful. God is making you up. You are confident. You will not say, Ish. We'll see what will happen. Ah! 
your mind is not renewed. So when you come to church, your mind becomes renewed. And I said that also when we come to church, we are taught the attitude in which we should do things. Humility. There is no place where you are taught humility other than the church. In your BSc degree, then 401, humility, 401. (laughs) The only place where you are taught humility is in the church. And we saw how Jesus Christ, being in the form of God, he humbled himself to become another form. He was in the form of God, but he said that because I need to serve God, I must take another form. Yes. At work, I'm the plant manager. Yes. Yeah. manager. I can be even the usher. <laughs> I must learn a form of humility. Yes. And that is what we learn in church. So I've given you a recap of some of the things we discussed last week. Don't miss church. Tell your neighbor, you see, you are making the pastor to go back. Your face is making the pastor to go back. Just your face alone. (laughs) See the problems that you just see a lot of faces that were not here. Then you are like, ish, ish. So I'm continuing from there. Why are you in church part two? Tell your neighbor, this is part two. Someone says, I'm in church to get a husband. Glory be to God, sister. Glory be to God. One time, one time, a certain lady told, called Bishop. And Bishop Bishop And the lady told Bishop that I'm leaving the church. Bishop said, why? What's a bishop the lady said, my type is not in the church. And bishop looked around. The church bishop was still starting. Only small boys were in the church and this woman was in her 50s. And he realized that, hey, indeed, her type is not in the church. <laughs> but we don't come to church for our type. We are here for God and God alone. Hallelujah. So I'm going to talk about your role as a church member. Number one, your first role in the church is to be a faithful attendee of the service. You see, for something to affect you, it must you must be exposed to it over and over again. I remember a certain girl, which might be you. You remember when that boy came to propose to you? And I'm shang a karate. Yeah. <laughs> Say, hey, get away from me. What's gimme? And he came again. Via inbox. Through your friends, your cousin, with all corners and connections. But as you became more and more exposed to his words, initially you said, You said, This guy is very He's not even my type. But as you became more 
more and more exposed to, to his words. He said, he's not dead bad after all. After all, tell your neighbor, after all, he's not that bad. You know? <laughs> and you started finding out nice things in him. The way he compliments me, no one has ever complimented me. Hey! Because when you get exposed to something more and more, that's when it begins to affect you. That's why your friend is more powerful than your pastor. Because you are more exposed to your friend than your pastor. You are always attending your, your friend's services. And your friend is always preaching to you. Best chapter 1, verse 2. Hey! That's why the Bible says that he that tarries long at the wine, he that tarries long, his eyes will be red. Meaning that, you see, the more you tarry, you mean you, you drink. The, the more the alcohol will affect you. But in this case, it was talking about the Holy Spirit. The more you spend time in prayer with God, the more you be filled with the Spirit of God. Something that you attend once a month cannot change you. Something that you go to once in three months cannot change you. But something that you do often will begin to change you. You see, what you do not know about yourself is that you are like a computer. What you can do depends on what has been put in you. If certain things have not, certain applications and drivers have not been installed in you, you cannot do those things. You cannot WhatsApp when there's no WhatsApp app in you. When we come to church, certain applications are being installed, an application for humility, an application for forgiveness. You see that you didn't like forgiving people. I want you to come to church. An external power now is teaching you and forcing you to learn how to forgive. Last month I was teaching about honor. I received fantastic testimonies from different people of how they've gone to their mothers and did things for them. They used to only fight with their mothers. An application of honor was installed in a person. But you see, you cannot say the word of God will affect you when you expose yourself to it. Even just on Sunday. It, it, it can't help. It can't change it cannot change you. But you are going to change. I said you are, you are changing. I said you are changing. Now I want you to open 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. 1 
1 Corinthians 4 verse 2. It says that moreover, it is essential, it is essentially required of stewards that a man should be found faithful, proving himself worthy of what? Trust. You must be faithful in your coming to church. And you must be steadfast. You must tell yourself that, you know, Sundays are for God. You know, the way the Jews are so extreme in these things. You know, in us, you know, not doing Sabbath, Sabbath the Jewish way, we have also lost the meaning of Sunday. Because Sunday now has turned, let's say Sunday, it has turned into family day, seven colors day, outing day, Sunday, Sunday session day, Babala's nursing day. You know, it's a day for many other things other than ah, laundry day. Yes. Like you are here, you're like, Ish, let's keep us something. You said that. My t shirt is very dirty. <laughs> As you are here, you saw another person wearing a white shirt. You are like, Ish, someone's got wash. You're like, mine is not washed. But you see, you should tell yourself that I am going to attend church faithfully. I said you are going to attend church what? Faithfully. One day we are having an all night prayer. All night prayer. And the leading prayer warrior the one who usually leads the prayer who is always there leading the prayer who never misses the prayer decided that he will take a break. He will not come. Do you know those days where you decide to take a break? As if God is your ex-boyfriend. You are like, hi, let's take a break. <laughs> so he did that. When I was going to church, I saw his car passing. I thought maybe he was going to fetch something somewhere. Once we're in the all night prayer, we learned that he got an accident and died. Whilst taking a break, like Satan provoked him to take a break to go and kill him. He didn't from the church. Please, I'm not saying you are going to die if you don't come to church. Don't look at me with those eyes. Like, like, like no, no, no. <laughs> we are finished. Next week, session 20. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But he, 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 he passed on. Got an accident. It was shocking. And you see, all of us said that if he was in church as usual, we don't think he would have gotten the accident. So you must be faithful in coming to church. If you have babalas, you come to church. If you wake up on the wrong bed, you come to church. When you feel like you don't have clothes, you come to church. When you don't feel powerful that morning, you come to church. You always come to church. Not you say, don't come to church. I was telling some people that sometimes I don't feel like preaching. 
You think I always feel like preaching to you? I'm always excited to be on the pulpit. You think that is how my life is? Like when I wake up, I'm, I'm full of revelations like challenge. I'm, I'm going to show them with my verses this morning. No, 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 a thousand times no. There are days I wake up, I don't even feel like coming to church. There is a voice in me say, that says, just pray and wait on the Holy Spirit. Because for a pastor, church is, is, is not, you, we, I have not come here for joy. I've come here to work. I'm working for God. Yes. I'm on shift right now as I'm holding the mic. Yes. You know that when you are always on shift, sometimes you don't feel like being on shift. You want to put in a sick note. But it says that it, it is required of me as a pastor to be found faithful. When I have problems, I must preach. When I, I am not feeling 100%, I must preach. When I don't have the right outfit, I must what? Preach! Yes. Are you see some people, you, you come to church when you have a problem or you come to church when you have no problem. Either or. You come to church when you are single. You don't come to church when you have a boyfriend. Your, your, your attendance is boyfriend orientated. Once you become single, you are in church. Powerful, oh Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Touch my heart, Lord. And you sing, I give myself away so that you can use me. You are single during that weekend. No boyfriend. Your attendance shouldn't be like that. You come to church. Whether you got a new one or an old one, you come to church. It is required for you to be faithful. I see you becoming faithful. I see you becoming faithful. Even if you quarrel with your husband and both of you are coming to the church, match, wear the same clothes and come to church. Yeah, don't say because we quarreled one must go to church the other one must not go you are in your blankets he must go alone because of yesterday's quarrel tell him we will finish after church let's go <laughs> round two round two round two after church round two must And you find that when you come to church, out of the blue, the pastor talks about your issue. And you start looking at him with one eye. With, with those eyes, you are moving with your pastor with the eyes. <laughs> you feel like your wife has sent me a WhatsApp. <laughs> You see, the husbands are excited. <laughs> <laughs> they are even here in front. Husbands, go back. <laughs> Number two. Your second role in the, in the church is that 
of a stable Christian. Your second role is that you must become a stable Christian. There is a difference between being a stable attendee and a stable Christian. A stable Christian is a stable attendee, but a stable attendee is not necessarily a stable Christian. Because some people you have nothing to do. You're like, let me just go to church. Some people naturally they are religious. Once they start something, they cannot come out. They say, you, you saw, it, it doesn't mean that you are a serious Christian. You are used to going to church, so you go. You must become a stable Christian. In which areas must you be in stable? Reading your Bible daily. Don't read your Bible half-half. Half. You must read your Bible every day. Now, if you are struggling, number one, make sure that you have a lighter Bible. You see, in church, we use King James. We use King James because it's easy to remember the scriptures in King James. But by message, by NLT, by something that when you open, it encourages you. Also, don't have a fine... There's, there's an echo. Also, don't have a fine print Bible. When you look at your Bible, you are like, Ish. You, are, you are like it's a sleeping tablet. Some of you, you, when you want to sleep, you just open Leviticus. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. How can you be reading Leviticus? <laughs> you are reading Leviticus. You are trying to get a revelation from Leviticus. Hey! <laughs> buy a good Bible. Buy a Bible. If you are the type who likes pictures, let your Bible have pictures. If you need notes, buy a study Bible with notes. So that when you open your Bible, it encourages you. But you are, I know you are Zulu, but you cannot read Zulu. You have bought a Zulu Bible. You are busy moving now. How? Come. Tell your neighbor, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. How will you become stable with a Gideon Bible? That blue one. You are owning a Gideon Bible at your age. And you are smiling. And you come with it. When you, you leave your house and they ask you where you are going, you like the Gideon because you can hide it. Even in your tight <laughs> jeans, you can, can just put it there. And you are moving. They say, well, you say, I know I'm going to town. <laughs> 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 you are not going to church. No, 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 no. Officially Gideon. You are you hiding the Gideon. You must have a Bible that you are even stressed about your bag. That this bag of mine might get torn <laughs> by this Bible. If I keep on carrying it. You must have such a Bible. <laughs> You must become a stable Christian by praying often. Yes. Tell him if you start by blessing food. God bless my food. In Jesus' name, amen. At night, God, thank you for today. You know, if you cannot pray at all, you can just say, God, let your will be done. 
God give me understanding. Help me to laugh. You see, these things are easy. And then you must say thank you. You can go to sleep. You have Another way to learn how to pray, you pray with verses. You open the verse. He gives you his daily bread. He should give you your daily bread. God. Hey. I don't have this and this. Please give me one, two, three, four. Hallowed be thy name. Lord, I'm thankful. You can use that and use verses to encourage yourself. You get topics from a verse. But you, as a stable Christian, you must pray regularly. So the, the first fight of a Christian is to get into a pattern. To have highs and lows doesn't help you. The fact that today you pray for 10 hours, then you are going to pray two months later, it doesn't help. It is better to do 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and then change to 30, 30, one hour. You are becoming stable. I see you becoming a very stable Christian. Someone will say, I want to be a powerful Christian just like you. And you'll be saying, Amanza ah, man, man. You'll be saying, Manza man. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalms 92, verse 12. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on. I'm moving slow. Psalms 92, verse 12 to 13. Please make it King James. Not the righteous shall, shall flourish like the palm tree, he shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Verse 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. For you to flourish in the kingdom of God, you must be planted in a house. Now, just imagine. I want you to go and do this experiment. You see? Go and take a plant. This week, put it in this soil. Next week, lift it up and put it in another soil. And be moving it around and see if it will turn into a big tree. It will not. You cannot today, you are in lighthouse. Next week, you are in power dimension. Following week, you are inter international masters of power. The following week, you are prophets and sons of the prophets international. The, oh, oh, you are never going to grow. You need to be planted. You need to be committed. If you are not planted, you will not grow in your work in God. You, you, you must decide. You see, there is no perfect church. And one of the reasons why there is no perfect church is because there is no perfect person. Number two, there is no perfect church for you because you, you are supposed to add to the perfection of the church and you are not. 
ngoba futhi wena khuna udlala inzima yakho ukuthi le lisondo li perfect wena awukwenti lokho you see up until i joined a lighthouse let's see there was something missing in the church because I was not doing anything in the church even when I joined. You hear the people who were singing? Their voices are different. This one leads these songs better than the other one. If this other person is not singing, maybe we will not hear these other songs. Then someone will come to church and say like I like the English Mrs. Maverick City, you are sitting. Uh, we are busy singing joyous in the church. That's so why. <laughs> so when you become planted, that's when you begin to flourish. We are When you decide that this is my home. That is when you begin to flourish. When I came to the church, I was a student. When I came to the church, I was wifeless. When I came to the church, I was childless. Unemployed. But I have stayed since 2008. I have flourished in the church. Yes. I have flourished in the church. If there is someone who would advocate for this church, it's me. Because I can see through my own life. You, see, you, can, you can imagine someone who aspired to be a DJ who becomes a pastor. What, what are the chances of that? Like when DJ Fresh is your role model and now a bishop is your role model. Think about the gap. When you grew up, your own father was a club owner. This is the life you are coming from. There is no pastor in your family. Then all of a sudden you become a pastor. They are only traditional healer. There must be power in the church. I would have seen that maybe the church is trying if it turned me into a member. One day I woke up and I say, the logical thing to do is to become a pastor. It's May you be planted in the house of God. I see you flourishing in Jesus' name. Amen. Yesterday we were coming from somewhere with some church brothers and I was laughing. I was saying, wow, God has been faithful. I was telling them that when we started this branch of the church, all you boys were not married. Eh? You were not married at all. Marriage was not even in your mind. They were <laughs> Oh, you hear the boys. <laughs> they were expert, fat, and set people. You wives, you must give me an offering after church. <laughs> and, but I was, I was saying to them, isn't it not wonderful that 
today I'm talking to husbands. All of you were not I, all of you were not married. You came here like ninjas. But just some three years later, almost all of you are married. Yes. When you are planted, you will flourish. May you flourish in Jesus' name. Number three, your role as a church member. Why you are in church? I will mix three and four. Your role is to pay tithes and offerings in the church. Is to pay what? Tell your neighbor, tithes and offerings. Now the kingdom of God is a product of giving. God gave his son and his son gave up his life so that me and you could be here. When we do not give, we restrain the kingdom of God. Now you must understand that when you become a Christian, God turns you into a pipe. Do you know a pipe? Let's say this was a pipe. It's connected to the tap. Now, the water that is flowing through the pipe is not for the pipe. But because the, 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 the pipe is not blocked, it's always flowing, it always receives fresh, fresh water and it's always wet, so it benefits from the water. That is the life of a Christian. When I give to the church, and I can confidently say, no one is out giving me in this church. But I understand that I am a pipe. As long as I give, the, the tap is always open. Because God said that I will supply your needs according to his riches, not my riches. To give. It is part of your Christian work. To tithe is part of our Christian work. Someone was asking me to say that, okay, pastor, I want to move higher financially. Can you give me advice? I said, will you take my advice? Because I'm going to tell you what I did. Will you take it? You could see that she's worried. Will you take it? And I told the person, listen. When I had a certain level of income, I said my income was 10,000. And I wanted to earn 20,000. I started by changing my tithe to a 20,000 tithe. So if 10,000, it was 1,000, I changed my tithe to 2,000. Whilst I was earning 10,000. And I told God that I'm already there, we are slow. Come on, come on, come on. Because I know I cannot outgive God. God will, will, will be. You see, when, when Solomon sacrificed a thousand sheep to God, 
the Bible says that God appeared in a dream to Solomon. What you So you cannot outgive me. What what are you doing? You are, you are misbehaving. What do you want? Let's, let's settle this. I cannot be in God in heaven and I'm owing a human being. What do you want? Let's finish it. When Solomon said I want wisdom, God said that you are trying to outgive me. No, no, no. I'll give you wisdom and riches and everything. So I told the person When I say now nah, I want to earn 100,000. My title will be 10,000 before I earn 100,000. If I want to earn 200, I'll give 20,000. As my tithe. God will always find me there. But when you are a child of God, Your role is also to give in the church. When I got my first first job, my um, first salary, I went to buy speakers for the campus church to give. To say our campus church must be more groovy. It is responsible for my salvation. I must make it nicer. A life of a Christian is a life of giving. I see you becoming a giver. I said I see you becoming a giver. May God be intimidated by your giving. And the verse there offerings. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 to 10. Then I do last point and we go. Is it not powerful? Proverbs 3 verse 9 to 10 says that honor the Lord with what thy substance. When you give in church, it's not a charity thing that you are you are it is you are showing God honor. I cannot give on Sunday less than 50 rand. When I easily go and buy McDonald's. I honor McDonald's for its services. I don't honor God. That is how I think. That is how I think. I cannot have installments higher than my tithe. That is how I think. I cannot have a deduction. When I see the deduction, if my tithe is 3,000, the deduction is 10,000. I have valued let's say it's a car I have valued the the service of the car more than the service of God I cannot do that I refuse Hey No this is higher grade but <laughs> Somebody will say yo you're singing and more <laughs> Somebody is saying I'm in trouble here Tell your neighbor gangane gangane ministries Tell your neighbor small small No I'm telling you where I am now It's not like This is where I started I started like you Paying tithe this month and not next month That's where I started Tell your neighbor that's where we are going to start Mina now We skip two months and we come back After some time you will see us we will we, we'll be the best we'll be telling people We are we are giving 20% not even 10. But you must start where gangane gangane what ministries. Small small ministries. And another practical way to give. Don't wait to give on Sunday. When you get your salary. 
set aside your offering and just give it. So if you are saying, oh, this month, my offering, Sunday, 200, 200, 200, 200 times 4 is 800. When you get your salary, just pay 800. Then, you know, sometimes we pastors, we preach powerfully and you get quiet, quiet in your heart. Then you edge booster. <laughs> if it happens, you, you boost. You boost. Yes. When I get my salary, I pay my tithe, I pay my offering. My deductions are on 26, I get paid 25. I start with the tithe. The tithe must not, I merely bang sun in Alabanya band. The tithe must not fight with the other day. That's why I moved my deductions to start from 26. 25 is for offering and tithe. I'm telling God that I respect you. You must be alone in the system. Then you end up saying, God understands. <laughs> Is it not powerful? So when you give in church, you honor God. What you put in the offering basket this morning was a reflection of your honor. He says that, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So, so, you see, God also tells you that there will be a reward for you. He says that if you honor me, I will still reward you. Are you here or you have gone home? Clap your hands for Jesus. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Malachi 3 and 10. It says that bringing all the tithes in the storehouse, into the storehouse. It doesn't say bringing all the tithes into an orphanage or to your cousin. You know, some people think that if they do good somewhere, they have paid their tithes. They, you see, it says that bring, it says bring you all. God will not say all when he doesn't know us. The all is because he knows you and I. No, when I started paying tithe, I remember there was a time I was paying 8%. And because no one knew, ah. I was ah. One day I saw this verse that it says, Ye all. And the Holy Spirit said, I, I wrote this, the all for you. I knew you would put 8%. That's not all. Give me all. At that time, my car had an accident. And I was toitoying to God. Hey, Belamina, I can toitoy. He knows me. I think, but can't sing, remember the EFF in heaven. I was telling him that how, how can. You said that, you know, the devourer shall not come for me. How come now I got an accident and my car has been devoured? A car that I had paid up. 
What kind of God are you? And the Holy Spirit said, go and read the verse again. When I saw the all, it was like it was in bold in my mind. All. He said, you see, you know when you, are, you have insured a the car, there's something called comprehensive cover. And non-comprehensive. If you are not covered comprehensively, it means if a problem happens, certain areas you are not covered. <laughs> and God said that you are not under a comprehensive cover. Because I kept quiet. And my car got an accident on the day I got paid. Hey and I was my in-laws to go and be a mighty Sbali. I was going to show them properly that I'm a Sbali. We were on our way to Pretoria and the car got an accident. And God said, you are busy going to eat my money. Who's going to protect you as you are going to eat the money? Accident scene. I was with my laptop. Being the laptop, I am Paying the balance of my tithe. And I said, never. I'm preaching with energy so that things like this don't happen to you. You see me. Maybe I had this experience on your behalf. <laughs> you understand? Yes. So our role as church members is also to what give. Now someone says, oh, you know what, Pastor? This money, money, what is it being used for? Uh, look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor. Just imagine how much offering did your neighbor give? Today. I'm sure you saw the offering basket passing in front of your neighbor. <laughs> and your, your neighbor had a still face. <laughs> Be still and know I am God. <laughs> the, now, you see, if then I say next month, by the end of next month, the church, this church, will be owning a 21 hectare farm. Where we are going to build a church building. You can see that it means the money is being used properly. If I tell you that right now in the church, like when I'm talking to you, there are 500 church buildings being built at the same time. You see that money. And if I tell you that 99% of the pastors, including me, and the workers in the church don't get a salary or a stipend from the church. Now if you see me, I don't get a salary from the church. I don't get a stipend. I'm just like you. I give offering, I give tithes. I don't even know how much is in the bank account. I don't even have access to it. Because we are here to build a church, not pastor's lives. If it is, there is no need for me to be a full-time pastor, I shouldn't be a full-time pastor. Am I not preaching, but I'm still working? Isn't this not a sermon? 
Now, should I leave my job to put you under pressure to pay my bill there? Did you see the car my wife drives? Now I'm putting you under pressure. I come here, I say, hey, sissy, hanga bon go shum go last month. Sister, I didn't Inko see your tithe last month. Mzo kalegis, buti, hanga ibon yako. Mzo kalegis, mama. Mzo bon. You shall see. Mwa wakune installment here Range Rover. Installment of a Range Rover. If there is no need, there is no need for the person to be full-time. There comes a time when the church is so big that a pastor cannot do this thing full time. That's when in our church then you can become full time. But even if you become full time, they usually joke. Bishop will tell you, do you want to become full time? Do you know your title will become your salary? Then you must be really led by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I see you giving your tithe. I see you tithing. Don't be hard on yourself. You'll be on and off. Tell your neighbor, on and off ministry is coming on. But you see, the best thing is to start. Just start and do the thing. You heard me about, you heard what I said about my 8% ministry where I started. Uh, after some time, I had more faith to move forward. The last one for today. Your role in the church is to make your talents and your gifts available. Your talents and your gifts available. Now, before I became born again, already had the gift to gather people. I already had the gift of making people to do things. In our neighborhood, I used to collect all the children to go and party. And I was the organizer. You, the parent, will be sleeping thinking that your son is in the house and your daughter. We have taught them how to duplicate keys. And I was in a boarding school. I, I was a day scholar, but our school was a boarding school. Also, the people in the boarding school had a duplicate of all the keys. As the security think that the kids are sleeping, they've opened and opened and just walked out of the school. We are at a club somewhere, partying. Who is the main organizer? Yours truly, by the grace of God. <laughs> Yes, I was a, from primary, I was the main organizer. The grace to organize and to start things was there. When I came to church, I redeployed my organizing skills to start many branches and many churches. The same thing I was doing. Now, but to the glory of God. You see, your character, your talent, your personality, 
must be used to the glory of God. If you have a wonderful smile, when people look at you, they say, wow. That we like the way you smile. Your teeth are straight. They went to a private school. Hey! And they are white. smile by the door please when people come to church they will just say everyone was rude but I met this nice lady with a smile just a smile hello made me feel welcome hey! but you have kept your smile for boys you have kept your smile for men use it to the glory of God may you smile for Jesus Someone will say, but pastor, I'll be wearing my mask. Remove the mask. <laughs> yes. If it's your, your gift is to make things in, to be in order. Come and put order into the church. You know there are those people. You see how that the projector up there is. They have seen that there is that there. It's not that white. Seen there, it's dark. They have seen all those things. Tina, we are peaceful. We don't see anything. We are very happy here. That's why we need you. Don't say, why is that thing like that? We need you because you see, whoever was there to them, this thing is, is very proper. <laughs> Are you here or have gone home? How I joined media in the church was that I would be there when I joined the church. They made me the, uh, an usher, so I, I just joined. And we were twelve. In our campus, we were twelve. So when you come already, you are sensing me. So I was, I was there. I was the usher. But each time I would be there, since I was used to proper sound. Do you know sound from the clubs? with nice subs and you know almost that sound that you know like the one that is passing you can feel that high the sound not pastor's thing so i told i went one day i told my pastor that pastor pastor you are preaching very powerful but the sound is not good for, for the sound and i told my pastor relax i will look for the proper sound that you as my pastor needs and I will fight with the people in church to raise funds so that we buy the sound even if we are 12 or 20 or whatever and I fought with Barcelona to get that for them to give students to give give us money and we got good sound that the, the branches were jealous that how come we have such sound that's why even when I finished school and I started working, I added to that sound to say, hey, I remember when I was in the club, sound was better. Even here, I'm not happy. There are many speakers, but the sound is not born again. When we go to the farm, our sound must maybe be 100,000. When you are there, you feel like you are in church. Which church is nice? Grace Bible Church. Yeah, if you get there, the sound. You know, we have 
So cool mile now and let sound. At sing umfundisa ananza. Now you need anointing oil to listen to to hear what the pastor is saying. So when you have a gift, a talent, you must use it in the church. Don't just use it at work. You are good in administrative works. How to make things Come to the church. Use it in church. Some people think the leading of the Holy Spirit is just people falling on the ground. That's why black churches sometimes you see that we don't progress that much because we think if five of you fall today, the service was powerful. This is a true man of God. We are all screaming, which is good. It should happen. People should be delivered. But you see, even a pastor who knows how to do things orderly, systematically, that is anointing. It's anointing. And someone with that administrative gift governs better than just, if I come here, I come here, I prophesy, I prophesy. After that, I say, that says the spirit of the Lord. The, thou shalt withdraw 50,000 from the bank account. And thou shalt buy me a suit. There's no administration here. <laughs> Someone must administratively and say, oh, oh, oh. We didn't budget for that suit. <laughs> Under which cost code is that suit? <laughs> but you find that someone is anointed and things get spoiled because of such things. But that prophet is not his job to be good in administrative, administratively. There is a church member which God has brought to the prophet's church to help him with administration. But those members are not helping the prophet. They want the prophet to prophesy the installments. Go deeper, man of God. I prophesy three installments of this car. There's no accountant. You are an accountant. Are you understanding? So, the reason that you are different from your friend, you are different from your neighbor, is because you are here to contribute something into the body of Christ. You are here to, to you know, sometimes I, 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 I was telling some people that I realize that even my giving is a gift. Because, you know, I don't struggle to give. But you know, I've been trying to motivate people to give. But I realize that no, it means gulungulu. Give. I should give. God has given I shouldn't now be looking at other people who say, why? Like, Chita, can't you see? Because a lot of Christians, if you say, I, ask, I, I need help, they say, we'll pray for you. Do I need prayer or food? Mm. I met a woman recently. Depressed. I asked her, so what is your problem? She said, oh, since my husband died, 
I'm not been able to do tombstone on those things and those things. And it has not given me closure. And I don't think I'll ever have money because my, my in-laws don't support me. I said, how much? He told me. I said, oh, I'll pay for your tombstone. That is what the woman needs to get closure. She doesn't need my prayer. She needs a tombstone. Now you will say, by the grace of God shall go with you. Which grace? I'm going to an empty house. Which grace? That's why the Bible says that if you have power to do good, do it. If you have power to do good to someone, do it. Don't turn it into a prayer topic. Just do it for the person. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for Jesus. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Let's pray. I want us all to close our eyes. If you are here today, you are not born again. You are saying, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Maybe someone invited you this morning, a friend, a neighbor. This is your opportunity. You have heard about my story of how I used to be a party animal. And how my life has changed. You might be asking yourself, how did your life change? One day I was given an opportunity to raise my hand in church. And receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. And for my sins to be forgiven. And from that day, my life changed. Today I find myself as a pastor. Not because I was a good boy. Not because I was called from the beginning. But because I took a decision to allow God to forgive me for my sins. Today, that opportunity is being given to you. I don't want you to think about your friend. The Bible says that this is the hour of salvation. This is the time for you to be saved. I believe that you did not come here by mistake. This is your divine appointment. If you are that person, raise your right hand. You want to be born again, raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. Now, if you are a Christian, you are already born again. But you want to rededicate your life to Christ. I want you to raise your left hand. You want to rededicate your life to Him. Raise your left hand. And I will pray with you. With the church. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today. Just as I am. Father, you know my sins. Father, you know my sins. The ones that I've done in public. 
and the ones that I've done in secret. Today, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me, to wash away my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. My sins were placed on him so that I could become righteous. He went to hell so that I could go to heaven. Today, I am born again.